The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast with me, Luke Tyrrell. Uh, Richard Thomas here, about to dissect um, all of the football this weekend. It's been a been good games. We'll, we'll start off with uh, your game, isn't it? Well, well the Palace uh, Wolves game, yeah. Which was uh, even though finished one all, it feels like a bit of a um, it feels like a loss. We were talking about this pre in our pre pod chat, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, whenever you concede a goal in the in the sort of the dying seconds of injury time, you know, it's it's it's, it's gonna be gutting. Um, it always feels like a loss. Yeah, yeah, because you geared yourself up for that long and and. It, yeah, I think first half, it was a bit of a non-event in the sense that I felt that barring one very good Vicente Kawaii to ch- uh, save, um, it was sort of like two teams sort of cancelling each other out to an extent. Wolves came to sit and you see they, they came to frustrate us and um, did very well, to be fair. They did, mm. did a good job. And the second half, we came out and had a bit of a rocket, I think, um, and got the goal, you know, with 40 seconds in, you know, a, a, a nice deflection there, goes down as a Dendog Crow goal rather than a Joe Ward goal. Um, but it was going wide, wasn't it? So. Yeah, it was. No, definitely, definitely the right decision to award it as an own goal. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, then we created. That's that's the frustrating frustrating thing. Being a, a Crystal Palace fan is the fact that we we created all these chances. Ben Tekker came on, you know, and I was saying to you how it looked like he had six touches when he needed that three or four. Had, yeah, yeah, when he came through, he cut inside, and then just straight at the keeper. And, and you made the point about picking a corner, but. I think it's gone past that point, and he just had too many touches. Well, the ball was underneath him; had too much pressure on him. Well, my thing is like, if you're gonna take that many touches, then at your last touch, you've got to at least hit a corner. I mean, like, mm. I, 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 you know, I'm quite. Um, what can I say? I find it hard to believe what's happened to Benteke in terms of how from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, outside, well, he, yeah, he, he came to Liverpool, yeah, and yeah. we obviously got a good amount back for him from you guys. Mm. Thanks for that. But um, oh, thank you, mate. Seventeen goals this first season. Thanks very much. That's that's worth thirty million pounds in today's money. No, no, I suppose suppose it is. Well, seventeen goals is, is a big return, but he he seems like he's got a lot in his, he's got a lot in his locker. Obviously, yeah. he's a, you know, Temporary you you would player. you would think of Benteke and say he's a proven Premiership striker, but then what he's done in the last two seasons seems like all his confidence has gone. It's yeah. quite amazing. I'm like, what's happened to? Yeah, I, I think yeah, obviously. I mean, I don't make excuses for the bloke. I mean, he had he had numerous injuries and uh, an injury which he played for with a season that he decided. Mm. Actually needed surgery that was been putting off and sort of thing, and had that. And that's when he was out for another period of time. But so he lost that consistency in play, but also yeah, the confidence just drained out of him. Mm. Um, I think perhaps the style of 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 of, of play where Pardew was playing with Balassi and Zahar with him in the middle, and uh, you know the big man, the wings headers. Roy doesn't really play that way. You don't really play without out wingers. Um, maybe to an extent when obviously Townsend and and, and Zaha on him. Well, like, he, he tends to push Zaha up the up, up at the top, but. Zaha Zaha actually said in in a recent interview or did a podcast with um, the more inverted wingers, isn't it? But, the, but yes, he, he prefers to play on the, on, on the left. But yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're not delivering balls like Balassi and Zaha were doing, you know, in that in that period, and then uh, Townsend and, and Zaha were doing for for Sam Allardyce as well. You know, um, it, it, it's it, for me just from watching Pat at the time. It doesn't seem like your game suited to Benteke. This is you know, what, like you this get is some strikers where they're like. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, our main, we're sort of built around him because he's so effective, but it doesn't seem like you guys play that way. Yeah, me. yeah. 
Yeah, no, no. You completely right. We, we do try to sort of drive through the middle a bit more. Um, and I, you know, so at that time, you know, they call it Roy Ball. Some of our players, fantastic. You only got to look back at um, the Palace goal against Liverpool um, last season, Andrews Townsend goal, which started with James McArthur doing that little. Yeah, kick. And we, and we, we absolutely played it through, didn't we? And yeah, that, that, that's, press, yeah. that's Roy Ball, and that's what. When, 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 we're, when we're good, we're very good, and that's what we, we play like. They call it Royble. Royble, <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that one. I like that that's, one. That's what it is, mate. But um, and that suits, I guess, that suits when you're a counter-attacking team because you get the opportunity to break and hit people in the break in that sort of sense. So you're not, in a sense, flying down the wings and holding balls up in the air. So yeah, but to an extent, maybe you're not playing to Benteke's um, strength. But on the same same hand, you know, Schlupp should have finished. He had a chance as well where he should have finished it, being a, a better finisher than he is. And then Benteke and Zaha, you know, conspire to lose the ball up in, in the sort of second third of the pitch and balls break and... Last kick of the game. Yeah, ball come over from Triore who had sort of PVA... Oh, Triore, I thought he was a very impressive player yesterday. You know, he's built, he's fast, he's... Um, I'm pretty sure he show he plays up to it to an extent though. Yeah, of I think he wears actually actually buys small smaller shorts, so he's cause the big, you know. But no, he's a unit I played for this bit. No two ways about it. But the ball comes over comes over there, and Joel Ward for me, um, people say a mistake. I think he loses his footing if I'm honest. He, and in that period, he thinks right, I'm falling over. I've got to try and head it. Doesn't you know? Doesn't misses it goes over him, and unfortunately, the bloke's got a chance to kill it and then slot it past. Uh, Hapless for Senteguay, so there you go, mate. That's, there's two points down the drain. Really. Yeah, I mean, uh, match day sort of um, called it a mistake. Yeah, but I think for me, it looks like a little bit of a mixture. Like he actually, no, he does lose his footing. Yeah, you he can see, you can see, you can see his right. I think he's right. And then right he's trying to yeah. rectify it by getting his head to it, and then he just mm. doesn't get to it. And, and then maybe he misjudges that. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a combination of things. Um, but people, unfortunately, Palace fans will rip into Joel Ward because he's not Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Um, yeah, simple as so, that. So, 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 you know, it's the same way people like to rip into Jeffrey Slup because he's not Max Mayer. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, no, no, it's you know, it's, 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 it, there's, there is certain easy scapegoats within the team. And for me, someone like Joel Ward deserves a bit of respect when he's been at the club since 2012 or 13. You know, he's, he's, he is now Julian to left. He is the only player left from that promotion from season. promotion season, um, wow. But you've been in Premiership you know, seven seasons, seven I mean. seasons yeah. now. So I mean, eventually, oh, of course, yeah. But it's players quite, are yeah. all going to yeah. sort of like you know, it's going to be a turnaround yeah. squad. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. But it's quite impressive to say that up to last season we had Julian's Brony and Joel with two players who, who from 2012-13. I mean, Jules obviously joined us two thousand and five, so that's even more ridiculous. But yeah. but yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess a thoroughly disappointed end to what I thought was a, a really good second half display by Palace. I thought we we sort of dominated, especially through the midfield. Obviously, drew out some fouls from. From their players, which uh, I think it was Sice who got two yellows on Zaha, stupidly as well. I mean, we were talking about this pre pre pod as well. Around it was just a, a tackle which he didn't, or a oh, challenge yeah, which he didn't just, need to make. He was gone. He was gone past him. He decided to pull him back. It's just why yeah, you, you, you know you're booked. Yeah, you know you're, you're running the risk. <laughs> and like to do that second one was just like you. Did you want to get sent off? Because yeah. that was just like you know you're going to get sent off if you do something. He's, so he's got plans. He's got plans for next weekend. Maybe. Do you know? Exactly. Exactly. Fancy. Like you know what? You know what? Take a little yeah. trip abroad for a weekend. Or something. I don't know what he was thinking, mate. He didn't. He didn't want to stay on the pitch, obviously. Um, so, what, what was your overriding feeling? Well, I mean, I, th- I thought we played very well, especially the second half. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's difficult to look past it being disappointing, mate. To most of you, like I said to you as well, that that I think we almost got away with the same kind of situation in the Villa game, where it was given for the greedish 
foul and, and Lansbury hit it into the far corner, but obviously the whistle's already gone. But had referee not blown for a greedish dive or, or simulation as, as he as he called it, um, which by by the way I don't think was either a dive or a foul. I just think it was it was it was there was nothing in it to be honest with you. Um, had he not had the referee not made that decision, that's that would have been twice, you know, at home that Palace would have lost it in the last dying seconds of the game. You know? Yeah, so, no, which, that, which, which which is potentially something worrying. Um, but you look at your options and you think, apart from centre back and maybe centre midfield, we haven't really got. Uh, Palace's problems have always been scoring goals. That's mm. why when Michi, there's, no, there's no, no surprise when Michi Batshuayi came in last season, we we were I think we were third or fourth in in the, in the league from. From January till the end of the season. I mean, I, I wondered why didn't you actually? Was it a case of you just didn't try to make that permanent or what? Because I mean, I, you know, I mean, I don't. Think I feel that. like a player sometimes finds a club yeah. that he sort of like. Um, he's like almost like he found his home at Palace. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, he was the, doing really well. The rumours were that he was very happy there. Uh, he was very happy at Palace. You know, he enjoyed enjoyed the lads. He enjoyed working under Roy. He enjoyed the way that the team performed. But everyone loved him at Palace. Obviously, he was scoring mm, goals. Scoring you know, goals, that's the main thing. Um, the hardest thing to do on the pitch, isn't it? But <laughs> I, I just think it was the fact that you know Lampard wanted to have a look at him. Obviously, in pre season and and we we their we've transfer grew, ban as yeah, well. We've, we've the transfer ban. Obviously, they've got Abraham Giroud and him up front really um, three strikers I suppose isn't yeah it? why would you let someone else go when you can't bring anyone else in no, it's a bit like this, it's sense, a little bit like the Zahar situation like why would we accept a bid on the last game the last day of the transfer window, window and when you we can't, can't replace him no that's a stupid so, yeah no I, I, I mean I, I'd like to I'd like to hope that potentially this is something that you know if Chelsea do get a transfer ban um, overturned in, in January which they're, they're trying to do I still think Wilf will go there. You know, there might be an option to do a, will, a deal with Wilf and Batshuayi if, if they, Chelsea don't want to fork out the, ex, the, well, the amount of post Do you feel so, uh, last, you know, we spoke about this previously, why do you feel so, um, not sure, but you you mentioned Chelsea, Wilf going to Chelsea, mm. and um, I'm not so sure, because well, they've got like Hudson-Odoi to come back. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've got Pulisic, don't they? you can't even get in the team at the moment. They've still got Willian, they've still got Pedro, I mean... All right, but who, who would you say... KB and replaced Eden Hazard. Probably in in today's position, Mason Mount probably he's playing that. Yeah, Mason Mount's kind of playing that sort of inside. But he'd go in. He, I think he's still better playing a little bit inside. So I think that they they, they miss a left sided attacking player. And look, Wolf's Wolf's um, journey to Man Manchester obviously is well documented. I don't I don't think he likes being outside of London. So then that confines you to a number of uh, Premiership clubs that can afford him. Arsenal were the main obviously. Ones, but they've got got to Pepe now, and you know Palace were never going to accept their derisory offer. Tottenham, I don't think are going to spend that amount of money on one player. Um, there's only one other club. So, that, so, 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 so Chelsea for me, it, it just it, it could, it, 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 like the dots line up. It makes sense to me. You know what I mean? But I did say that there's only one other club that he could possibly. Mate, if you didn't go, you didn't like Manchester. Not going to Liverpool. Trust me. <laughs> I, think when, I think. And also, why would he go that. somewhere where he wouldn't play? He's now a big fish in a small pond. He, he's he, he going to play guaranteed every week. He's not guaranteed to play every week at Liverpool, but he's get, he would be guaranteed to start his space, I reckon, at Chelsea. Chelsea, nah, you're both right there. Yeah. Our front three is the best in the world. So. Yeah. Talking about Liverpool, then, let's move on segway, to your segway, game, which, segway, was, segway. which was the uh, yeah, segue there. Nice one there, mate. Um, 4.30 kick-off, Chelsea-Liverpool. Uh, yeah, um, big game. Um, obviously, final score, obviously, was... Well, final score was 2-1 Liverpool. Yeah. Um, but... Um, it was a really funny game because mm. it was almost like um, the first sort of 20 minutes we were really in control of the game. Like Chelsea 
they were doing a few things, but we we look like the team that are top of the league. We look like the team that are in form. Yeah. Obviously, Alexander Arnold scored like a brilliant free kick after 30 mm-hmm. minutes. We played into Mane, but I love the the little role from Salah. And he, he, you would think that he might place it, use the side of his foot, or just put his laces through. But he mm. proper uses like both side of the foot and laces in a way, and just wraps it in the top corner. Yeah. It's just, it's Unstoppable. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I was happy for him. Because I think he's such a talent, but I love it when he scores goals like that. But that's what that's what you call really making an impact, especially as a right back or a left back, attacking wise. Obviously, last season he had the most assists in the Premiership. Yeah. Uh, from a fullback. Um, so anyway, we got the one 0 lead. Um, pretty much cruising in control. Ten minutes later, we make it two 0 Another set piece where um, Trent actually looks like he's going to take an in swinging free kick, mm-hmm. um, and he instead rolls it like a little back heel, and uh, Robertson instead puts it out swinging. Anyway, Firmino comes in, buries mm-hmm. it two 0 I'm it's the like elation actually. Saying that before that, I think I should definitely touch on the. Do you want to do that at the end? Is what I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah, we will actually touch on the VAR section, but yeah, yeah, we'll, come back yeah, to that we'll come back to that. Um, so, 2 0, two set pieces. I think Chelsea are quite deflated, and we're literally like knocking the ball about. We're, we're looking really in control at this point. Um, so, you know, coming into the second half, I was actually really looking forward to the second half, thinking this is going to be like, could be like 3 4. But it looked like a few heavy legs out there, mate, didn't it? In the second well, half, sort of, especially when yeah. you hit the 70 minute mark, didn't you? You could, you could all of a sudden see sort of that. Yeah, we definitely the, run out of gas. We run out, yeah, we run out of gas. It's almost like that, um, you know, trip to Naples to play Napoli, that, that started to take effect at that point. And you can see it from even the goal where Kante picks it up. For me, um, Fabino is very mm. close to him. But he sort of like... It's quite funny the way he just sort of points away. Yeah, like, help he, me out here. Yeah, yeah, he's almost like... He, Kante sort of runs off him a bit and he's like, oh, come on, someone else yeah, like help yeah, me, basically. Yeah. And no one does. And no one does. So he runs through and it's like a... It's, a, it's an amazing finish. finish. He finds that little slot, doesn't he, of, of, of sort little, of, 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 of space and just... A little window yeah, to, to, to get around the defender. Um, Adrian hasn't got a chance. Um, you know, it actually, you know, maybe I'm being a bit unfair to Chelsea because in the first half, um, Abraham has a chance at 1-0 yeah. where he's actually through on goal and um, Adrian makes a wicked save and just touching on Adrian, he's starting to look like a real good, like a quality second well, keeper, like, yeah. much better than Minley. But we, we talked about confidence, didn't we, before, before the Confidence is just the confidence big... in a not, not, not just the goalkeeper having confidence, but the, the confidence that goalkeeper then breeds throughout the back four and that 100%. goes up through the team. And I think that's something that we've had at Palace, you know, if Wayne Hennessy didn't, Inspiring the confidence, you know. I've got someone like Vicente Kawaii to come in, and he really does inspire that confidence. Inspire that like confidence. You were saying with Adrian, he's he's sort of got he's got that shot stopping ability that people sort of respect him for, and then his communication, his communication his, is, his, his, his direction would, would really inspire confidence in big centre backs that he's got in front of him. Well, you know what? I think everything's just got like game after game, he's got better, literally, game after game, he's got better. In um, Naples, he made some do you see his save mm. against Napoli? Mm. Unbelievable, mm. like. And he's, um, you can see that, you know, obviously the way he got brought in, it was such a rush for him to get straight into the team. First day of the season, Alisson gets injured. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's played all of our games, our first six league games, and we've won them all, it's just like, it's a masterstroke to bring him in, basically. Yeah. Literally a master. We sold Minley for six million and brought in Adrian on a free who's a better keeper. Mm. You know, I think that's evident in the first six games. Um, and obviously, Super Cup, he saves the penalties for us to win it. Um, so anyway, going back to the game, Kante scores, and all of a sudden the wind are up. You know, yeah. Chelsea sells. You could you could hear the crowd and everything like that. Like the that's why I had a good opportunity, didn't he? Where he was sort of he found a lot of space in between Matip and Matip and Van Dijk, and I mean, had a header that 
admittedly, I don't think heading is back to his strong point. I think he's better with the ball at his feet, but it could yeah. be a different story if he oh. directed it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was one of the case of like Abraham. He like tries his best. In it. He's, I, I think he's a talent, but he he got shut down a bit to be honest with you by Van Dijk and. and uh, Matip and mm. so they brought on Beshwai and that was his biggest chance really it was a header like you say between centre halves and it was still a tough header because it was a bit way out the ball didn't have that much pace on it so mm. it was like a tough header yeah um, just, that just went wide and then they they put on some real serious pressure between about 75th minute to about 85th minute they put on a lot of a lot of pressure on us and um you know, Mason Mount misses a chance within yeah. that time. Yeah. There's a great chance for them to get like an equaliser, but I think we literally just run out of steam. And, and I do believe that at a certain point in that second half, it almost started, it was almost like a bit too easy for us. You know, when you're like tuning up, you're away from home, playing against top team, you know, until they got that goal, which came out of nothing as well. Because yes. at that time, it's not like they were really on us, but that goal gave them, you know, the windows up themselves. They, they sort of like proper came onto us then. And, um, like we we managed to just withstand it, and and you know, what what is beautiful about us now is just the pro- clear progress. Like that game, even a year ago, you know, definitely say two years ago, we mm. would have not hung on. Mm. But now we've like done it's that game management. Isn't game it? management is just brilliant. I think the players all trust each other, yeah. and we can now hang on for a result like that, which is just massive. Sometimes winning the game two one like that, rather than winning it three four nil, you get more from as a squad. It's like you know at the end. Um, Full time whistle was more relief. It yeah. was like, oh, you know, one, yeah. and it's like happy days. So, you mentioned obviously Chelsea scored. They also scored another one that was disallowed because of VAR. And this is something that you wanted to touch on a little bit, Richie, in, in, in this little segment here. Is that, that, that I think we've, we've had discussions about this, obviously. And I mean, for anyone that listens to football podcasts, they always discuss VAR. Um, but what what was it in particular that you wanted to, to sort of shine a light on in, in, in this little bit? Well, uh, yeah, kind of. Well, wanting to sort of get you even your views in terms of what do you think is like? I mean, the offside. I haven't got a problem with it. Um, got, this is this is the Chelsea goal you're talking. Well, the about Chelsea here, so. goal was like it was minimal, but I'm talking yeah. about maybe even just the goals over the weekend. You had uh, uh, Mason Mount was offside for one goal. You had Son off offside, and it was literally like Son one was even worse than the Mason Mount one. Mm. That was like I don't know his elbow was offside or something, but. Mm. It's, I think I was saying to you earlier, like before we started the pod, that like Liverpool haven't had a decision like a uh, goal that's been overruled by VAR. Yeah. So when that happens, it's gonna hurt a lot. Yeah. In in terms of when I was watching yesterday and Chelsea equalised, I was like, you know, damn. Mm. And then when it got overruled, you could see like the you know the, obviously the away fans celebrating like a goal. So I just think the VAR is funny. I don't know why they don't they're not using it. I don't feel like they're using it properly. It's 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 the implementation of it, isn't it? This 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 is the problem that I'm having with it, and, and probably various other people with it. Is that okay? Fair enough. You use it in the Chelsea Liverpool game to, you know, the bloke, you know, as many millimeters you want to decide if if that's what we're going to now that granular level in 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 officiating. And fair enough, he was offside. The goal shouldn't have stood. No goal. VAR correct decision. Yeah. Why then is that? Why then is that technology not being used in the the, the dying minutes of Arsenal Aston Villa yeah, when the ball is absolutely pelted at the I, I don't know who the Arsenal defender's arm was and now we are told now if it, if it hits any part of the arm it's a penalty yeah so that's what happened in the Man City it, game it, it hit mm. it hits his hand deflects away. The uh, Villa players are going to the referee, going, "Look, that was obviously handball." 
Yeah. Why is the VAR not, they're not saying, oh, well, we can see it from 70 million angles here. Yes, it hit his hand. Mm. That's a penalty. Because, because surely that is a clear and obvious error that the referee has made of seeing that, not giving the penalty when he should have done. So VAR is supposed to then step in. So why is it not being used there? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I mean, I'm just thinking on it. On, on like, thinking of it again, I'm thinking back at the, I don't know if you saw the Man City game, Man City game, Tottenham and Gabriel Jesus, his goal is just loud. Yes, and it's, yeah. uh, it's the one that comes off, it comes off Laporte actually, mm-hmm. and then it falls to him. So I think there's a, there's a rule like, say if it's an attacking player, if it touches, if it touches your arm, no matter what you're doing, um, it will be a free kick to the defending team. For a defender, I think if it hits your arm and you're like it's been hit at you, but your arms are in and you're not actually making a movement towards the ball, I don't think it's a but penalty. That, but, but that, that was, one was. That, that was blatantly. Yeah. Yeah, he moves his arm. He moves his arm. And Matip had one um, the other weekend against Burnley where the guy's got his arm right around his neck. I mean, it's like a rugby tackle. Yeah, yeah, it's like... Yeah. What the hell? Why isn't VAR getting used yeah. for that? So, for me, I'm just like that's 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 not a good use of. If we've got all this technology, why are you not getting certain result um, decisions correct? Yeah. For me, so I've not got a problem with the offside. I think it is at the end of the day. If you want to get correct decisions, that's the only way you're going to do yeah, it. Of course, like, but even, use yeah. it across the board and use it consistently. Don't use yeah, it for one yeah. thing and not another thing. I mean, admittedly, I don't know that there was a that there wasn't a goal disallowed in the Villa Arsenal game. I don't think anyway. But so, but yeah, it 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 it's it's sort it's of mad, very strange to me to, to to think that an obvious decision or something which is which what you got to give the referee benefit of doubt that it's it's played at full speed, but. You know, uh, a, a clearer decision rather than Mason Mount's li- little toe being offside. You definitely, know. definitely. Why, why is it? Why are we not using it for that? Well, they're saying there's got to be like even we could see the penalty against Napoli. Um, Robinson see the penalty, and it was like the player has blatantly um, seen Robinson's foot, and he's sort of going down before he even gets the connection. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were saying, even when I'm looking at, I mean, in real time, when you see it in free play penalty all day long, when you see it again, um, the player is it's simulation. He's definitely simulated that, and it's like, but what what the rule is, is unless it's a clear and obvious mistake by the referee, they always side with the referee, which I think is like, well, if you've got the technology, you can see that he's simulated. That's it. Overrule it. This is quite I don't interesting. Get that. Well, Do you know what I'm saying? Then it goes into the discussion. Of, all right, so it's being used in the Champions League, right? Is it? Do you know? Is it being used in the Europa League? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm sure it's been used in the Europa League. I'm not. So that 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 confuses me slightly because, in a sense, that you would expect them because obviously you've got teams in the Europa League like FC Astana, the Kazakhstan champions who oh, yeah, beat, no, sure, yeah. beat Man or, or played Man United, um, lost to Man United in midweek. They play in a league where VAR is not implemented, so their only exposure to VAR is in the Europa, Europa League. League. This in the, probably in this 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 season, you know, so. That is that a disadvantage to them to an extent? Do we think you know the fact that you're not playing in a league where it has that sort of infrastructure? Because I mean, the Europa League, um, especially you know, you're talking about especially going for the qualifying rounds, obviously where it isn't used anyway. But you've got champions of 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 Roy said this in the, in in the press conference as well. You've got champions of like the Algerian league, yeah. the champions of the Azerbaijani champions of, of the Swedish league. You know, and they don't play with this in, in this league every week with this level of technology. But then they're forced into. Forced, but, in but, the but line, they, right? they they have to play when it. I think is it being used in Japan? I, I, I have to check that actually if it's being used in the Europa League because I'm thinking if that's the case, then they must have to UEFA must have to 
build the oh, club to set the up yeah, all, set, that, that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely, you definitely. think if you go to Kazakhstan, oh, well, well, FC Astana, I know we've got a, a magnificent stadium, but someone else's stadium, mm. I can't imagine they've all got that. I think, they, I think if they're going to be playing in the competition, I think they've got to be given them type of facilities. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Well, I, was, got... I mean, I know UEFA do have quite strict um, regulations in, in the sense that I was speaking with Kenny Paulsons, who's the communications manager at Espia, and he mentioned that before the game with um, Shakhtar Solagorsk, who were the Belarus, Belarus second um, place finishers last year, they got into the Europa League qualifying. Even for the third, if this was the second round, no, second round qualifying, um, UEFA, uh, you know, they've got so many regulations and rules and things that need to be mm. set up and cameras and lights and all this sort of stuff that, you know, for a club like Espia, it's, 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 it's a big job. It's to way beyond sort of what yeah. they... So when you get into the group stages, that must be your next level as well. You know, mm. that's, you know, I know I've been going to Europa League games in... in I went to saw see Celtic versus um, Red Bull. Was it Salzburg? Was it? Uh, I think it might have been um, with David Hilferty up in up in Scotland, and um, you know all the banners are are obviously Europa League branded. You know you can't advertise certain things. You're not allowed to drink with inside the pitch. You're not allowed to do it in Scotland anyway. But you know, mm. especially for Europe and things like that. So um, it's 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 certainly something I I'll be interested in looking into to see if that. Um, that yeah, I mean, I just think it's. Uh, it, it's going to take a while for it to sort of be ironed out and I think if anything sometimes it's not even VAR's fault it's the rules mm. that it, you know VAR is only going by the rules of the game and I think some of these um, you know I obviously don't want City to pick up results but that goal that they scored in the last minute I thought to myself that's just ridiculous mm. in terms of it, it, there's no way he could know that the ball's going to just hit his arm he's got his arm down but um, it's the rules mm. And VAR didn't get it wrong in terms of VAR picked it up, but it's the rules that suggest that for me certain decisions are wrong. But um, yeah, it will it will be uh, interesting to see how it develops. And you mentioned Man City there, and we, we will talk about them as well as um, well as well as the rest of the the, the, the reaction from the the other Premier League games um, after after this little break. But um, yeah, Man City will be certainly one interesting to talk, to talk about because I think they scored a couple of goals. Um, so yeah, we'll have a short break. We'll be back with you uh, after this. Hello, people. Welcome back to the Six Point Podcast. We're about to go in and um, talk about some of the other games, which was like, I, I felt like it was... A bit of like, analysis, mate. Yeah, well, you know what? I feel like it was a crazy weekend. When you look at some of the scores and it's it's only like six games gone, but I think of, you know, Tottenham, you know, they have started the season kind of how they ended last season. Mm. I don't know if you remember, they had like a bad away record. They've got like a terrible... They haven't won away from, since, it was like January or something crazy like that. Mm. They've not won away. And um, they've gone to Leicester, who I think are like Brendan Rodgers. I think he's got a thing going he's on got there He's got them very well organised, to be fair, isn't he, I think. And they've got a lot of quality, though, as well. I like the, the, the fact that they've got like... Um, that Damari Gray's even on the bench, he can't even get in the team. Mm. For me, he's like mega talented. That Madison, he is some player. Yeah, great goal from him as well. Great goal from that was like 2 1 Leicester beat uh, Tottenham. Mm. Um, Silva yeah. under a bit of pressure, do you think? Marco Silva at Everton, 2 0, lost to Sheffield United. I mean, well, well played to Sheffield United for doing the way he did, soaking up a lot of pressure and getting their goals when he did. But Silva spent a lot of money in the summer. He's under pressure. You've you got to wonder when, when they're going to be saying to him, well, you know, uh, we need done. to start seeing. So, I mean, I, I think we touched on this last week, but to an extent. 
the pressure's growing. He's under pressure because you know I think the, the thing about it, this is the the reality of it. Like if you spend how much money you spend, mm-hmm. then you're under pressure. I think he spent about 80, 90 million or something a like that. Money, a lot of money, A lot of money. They sold a few players. Moyes Keane. Awobi came for another 30. Awobi came 35. Moyes Keane. They signed that midfielder that they got from, they had on loan last season from Barcelona for like 25 million. Anyway, they spent quite a bit of money. So they like, he's under pressure. Um, one player they did let go is Idris uh, Gay, and he's gone to PSG, mm. and he had a really good performance the other day. And I think maybe it's un- um, underestimated maybe how much they um, thought they would lose his impact of him because they haven't started the season that well. Mm. Um, obviously, the big one, which is like eight nil Man City. Yeah, just a few goals in that one, mate. Just a few goals. I mean, it was some of it was not hard to watch, but you know, you sort of cringing a little bit sort of when the goals are going. I mean, it's. Brilliant goals, but you're sort of thinking, oh, what from a Watford point of view? That's oh, painful stop, stuff, man. like, stop. You know, uh, yeah, just please, like, you know. Have some mercy. Have some mercy. When, when I saw it was 5-0, I thought I was just checking. Was it 5-0, five five 18, 18 minutes? minutes. I thought to myself, you know what, this could be some Premier League record. I know, yeah. it's Man United with the record, didn't it? They got the 9-0 yeah. against it, which yeah, I yeah. long time ago. Right? Mm. Like... Yeah, that was just crazy. Man City sort of bouncing back. I think Man City are just ruthless. Bernardo Silva got a hat trick, did he? I think. Oh, yeah. Silva hat trick. And what's it, De Bruyne's goal at the end that was just absolute bullet? Where he just ah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, there's too many brilliant goals in that game to sort of decide to, to, to dissect them all. But um, but yeah. Yeah, I think it really. You know what it really does show is what City have got because obviously De Bruyne missed a lot of the season last season, but he's come back in and he just like just makes him even better. So mm. you know. Anyway, um, well, we we alluded to the 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 Villa Arsenal game earlier. We were talking about VAR, obviously, and Arsenal won three two. Great game that one. Arsenal ten men as well. Bang Yang showing a bit of class at the end. But again, I think very fortunate given that that non non VAR decision, should we call it? Whatever, but where VAR should have been used. Should have been used. Yeah, it could have been like a a level. But I think. you know, credit to Arsenal, they're all 10 men down. And this is not really... Arsenal, sort of recently, they get questioned a lot, their sort of character. Mm. And for them to come back with 10 men, and Aubameyang, I think he's a, like a world-class striker. I think if Arsenal had better defenders, then they could actually be a decent force. I actually, I do tip them to actually get top four, because I think, you know, um, they've got enough firepower to win them enough games to get top four. Okay. I don't know, what you what do you, what do you think? Uh... No, I can't see him hitting top four. Not hitting no, top four. So what, what would you have? A top it's, it's ridiculously early, isn't it? But um, City, Liverpool. Uh, yeah, the obvious ones. Yeah, and then the other two would be Tottenham and. I'm not. You know what, mate? I might go out and shout or Leicester or something like that. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah no, just, good, just, just good, 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 good. Do you want to look forward a little bit? I think. I think Chelsea. No. Yeah. Do you want to look forward a little bit to to the midweek? Uh, not, you know, we haven't touched on a, a game that we got to talk a little bit about just that, uh, West Ham 2 Man United oh Man United's um, result yeah. and I just think like Man United are in free fall at the moment like there's you know they are you know Oli at the wheel that was a shout and it's like he started off really well mm. but they've actually got to a point now where I think they're at their worst again same I, kind of situation they spent money in the summer he's under they pressure did, as a result but they not but they didn't spend enough they need well, they didn't to... spend it in certain. They they, they shored up the defence, didn't they? They shored up Basaka yeah. and obviously you know. But I think attackingly, letting Lukaku go and not replacing him, and now Brashford goes off injured in that game. They're short. They're short. They are. Yeah, they're, they're seriously lying that area, aren't they? Yeah, and I just think more like anything like midfielders. They got like McTominay and he's decent, but then they got Matic, 
Matic and uh, like Mata still play. and they've got a lot of players that haven't got no pace they haven't really to be honest with you I don't feel like they've actually got like a philosophy of how they play you know like you see Brendan Rodgers you can see what he's implemented mm. straight away at Leicester mm. you know Klopp Liverpool basics Pep Boy. Uh, right, you know, yeah. but he's got a way of playing. Yeah. This yeah. is how yeah. we play. We're yeah. hard to beat. Yeah. That's how you set up. But with Solskjaer, they they've got no. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like a. I think they are in trouble. Anyway, I'm happy about that. That's um, interesting, isn't it? But maybe maybe it's a p- fact that he's just feeling his way around the team. You know, he, he hasn't worked with him very long. Or yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting, though, mate. It'd be interesting to see how that, that, that plays out. Yeah, I mean, in midweek, it's just the uh, Carling Cup games, isn't it? Or Car- Carabao Cup, Cup, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean bit Ports, Ports from Southampton to South Coast Derby. That, I think that's one's on Sky as well. That'll be a good one. Um, who do Liverpool got? Yeah, that'll be a tasty game. Oh, MK, MK, MK Don's away, isn't it? That's on Sky on Wednesday night. Yeah, MK Don's away. Yeah, there you go. Night, yeah, so, yeah. so do you think if you think that's a definite second string side you're taking there? You're not. You're not. We're not going to see no. Salah, Firmino, and Mane. Up None front. of them are playing. Who, who's who? Who be? Who will be? Um, change I, your formation perhaps. Uh, you know what? I think he'll definitely like uh, Brewster. We have got Brewster. Right, still Brewster, injured. Yeah, Ryan Brewster, yeah. like highly rated. Yeah. Shakiri needs time, game time. So you can see a lot of players who haven't had. Loads of players, loads of players. Lalana, the first six games, who who are going to probably be starting this one then? Yeah, I think there's going to be a few players. We've got a young player in the under twenty threes, Curtis Jones. We've got a, we're going to have a mixture. Mm. I think it'll be about you know probably up to could be up to about five youngsters. I'm talking like youngsters that I know no no older than twenty one. And then we'll have like the Shakiris will be in there. Um, Salah on the bench just in case anything goes wrong. Salah, <laughs> I don't know. I hope he's not, well. I don't think this is a cup that we need to care about at all. I don't think, to be honest with you, Klopp will care about his cup at all, if I'm really honest with you. A cup's a cup, but I think he's... As long as he puts... I think he'll definitely put our team to try and win, but it's not going to be like... I I don't think even I'll care if we went out to... Fair enough, fair enough. You know what I mean? I just don't mean... You've got to save our legs for other games. Well, you've got, well, you've got to save your legs for, for Saturday, mate, because you early kick-off on, looking ahead, is uh, Sheffield United away. That must have been on BT, that one, for a 12.30 kick-off. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sheffield at Sheffield United. And also, not, not particularly the easiest place to go as well, you know. Potential banana skin there? There is a potential, but I think if we... If he rests the players midweek and... Yeah, if we turn up and play our football, we'll beat them. Simple as that. And I'm that confident as a Liverpool fan at the moment. Like, we've never been... So good, man. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're... 15 consecutive wins, mate. Yeah. No, I, well, you're certainly beaming across the room there, mate. Um, so, yeah, Palace have got Norwich. Yeah, who you got? Nor- Norwich at home. Uh, unfortunately, I can't go to that. I've been a stag too, so I won't, I won't be able to go to that one. Um, but, um, yeah, difficult game, mate, because Norwich have shown themselves, you know, to have, have a lot of fire firepower and be a, certainly an entertaining team to watch so um, I'm a bit disappointed to be, to be missing that one you know but um, I'll be having far too much fun in the stag in Barcelona instead mate so. yeah, that's not a bad place to be if you're going to miss a game yeah, well, I'll, 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 maybe I'll get a stream probably not but it's been this bit yeah um, alright let's leave it there then mate alright yeah. man oh, it's good good um Pod, man. I really enjoyed that yeah me too mate yeah good to see you um, have a good week everyone and we'll uh, speak to you next week the Six Pointer Podcast. <laughs>